I will cast abominable filthy shoes. Oh my god. <laughs> Come back, I can't do I will cast abominable filthy shoes. Make you vile. And make you a spectacle. People under the scares where we give you all things chilling, unusual, nightmarish, and titillating in horror. This is Mike. And this is Bobby. This week we are going to be talking about Jordan Peele's latest film. Nope. Yes, we are still in Black History Infinity. So deal with it. <laughs> and you know, nope. I will admit, my first time watching it in the theaters, I didn't know what I thought about it. I just left the theater a little, um, well, not a little. I was very confused, entertained, but confused. And I was also tired because <laughs> uh, I was leaning back and it's over two hours long. Right. But this time around, watching it while at home, I really enjoyed it. And I'm just excited to talk about it. Same here. When I seen this in theaters, we were excited to go see it. Um, and much like you, when I left, <sighs> I didn't really have like actual thoughts because I know I enjoy, I enjoyed the film, but I also was just like, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I know I like it, but it's something off for me. And then I thought about it even more. And I just realized that for me, I, again, I went into it thinking that there was going to be actual aliens. Um, and mm, um, yes. we talked about that a little bit last week. And we should we should have known because, like you said, it's Jordan Pill. And when you go into a Jordan Pill film, you have to think Twilight Zone, much like you said. Um, and that's why I felt I should have thought that because when I'm expecting something and it is not what I what I think it is, sometimes it could be a good thing, sometimes it could be a bad thing. Uh, but this one, it again, I didn't know how I, I felt about it, but I did enjoy how big the film was. But after watching it uh, a couple times, the second time and then a few times after that, I fucking love this movie. Um, and I, and watching it, preparing for this, I think I might have to take back <laughs> something I said before in the other episode because I think this is probably my favorite out of the three. Um, as much as I love Get Out, as much as I love Get Out, um, again, it, you know, it, it's the blueprint, right? Uh, get out is always going to be that girl. It's always going to be that bitch. Um, and I love it so much. And us is very entertaining as well, but I think this movie is so much bigger. It has more, it, it has a lot of meaning to it. Um, the relationships in this movie, I actually enjoyed it. It kind of gave me throwback Steven Spielberg movies, movies I used to yes. watch when I was younger. 
and I missed it. And we got that from this film. And I think that's what Jordan wanted. And it worked for me. So this, I believe, is going to probably be my favorite out of the three now <laughs> after watching it for, you know, preparing for this. So He's a flip-flopper, y'all. Flip-flopper. I, he can- <laughs> well... You already know about me. We heard we, we hit through our text messages this morning. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, before we before we get too deep into the movie, first we want to remind you to go ahead mm-hmm. to follow, rate, and review us on Instagram, Twitter, and the podcasting platform of your preference, which is the one you are listening to right now. And um, all of this info can be found in our episode details. If you do not know what those links and uh, handles are. And before we get into Nope, we are going to, of course, play Who Said That? And then we're going to give you a few black horror films that we are recommending. Now, the black horror films, while going through, like, movies, I realize, like, it's kind of hard to differentiate between black horror films that are, like, full of a black cast and then that just happen to have, like, a lead that's black, like a major lead in the movie. And then kind of calling mm-hmm. that a black horror film. So I was trying to figure out which ones I wanted to choose. And we need a lot. We need a lot of, you know, major casts that are melanated. That's all I'm going to say. Because I was having difficulty finding any of those. Well, a good amount of those. But yeah. Who said that? Yes, I agree. I agree. But we're 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 getting there. You know, we had the blackening last year. So... Uh, we're we're getting there. Um, there's other movies too, but some of them are just not that great. So it's just like we have black leads, but then you look at them, you just like, what movie is this? I don't know if I want to talk about it. So, and it is, but I don't care if I enjoyed it. Like I do count it, but I'm like, do I consider uh, like Overlord? I really enjoyed Overlord, right? And so. But he's like, isn't he the only black person in that movie? Um, so in my head, I'm like, do I consider that? I'm, I'm a, I'm a take it because we need what we can get. Question: like, Do I consider that to be a black horror movie? But anyway, it is, right. it's going to be today. So, do you want to go go first for who said that, or would you like me to? Go? Sure, I might as well just get over with because I already know I'm going to be, I'm going to be struggling with yours. So. <laughs> And once again, before we get into our picks, the rules are we both have chosen a, well, this month specifically, a black character in horror. Doesn't have to necessarily be a villain, doesn't have to necessarily be a final girl or a boy or whoever, just someone in the horror realm. And we have three clues we are going to give each other and you all as listeners. And it's the job of you and the other person to guess who that is is or who said that (laughs) who said that who said that who said that yes um last week was a lot of fun with tyrone and jaleesa i just want to shout them out again thank you guys for coming on last week to talk about us yes Um, y'all picks for who said that was fun (laughs) it was a good time um so yeah my who said that let's go so i am a person who loves my cat I love my cat. Last week was a dog. <laughs> animals again. Last week was yes. a dog. This time, this this week is a cat. I, I love my cat. A black person with a cat in horror. 
Hush, let me finish the others. Um, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm scared you're going to get it. If you think too hard. Um, this is going to so give it away. Oh my gosh, why did I choose these? Uh, um, I was arrested uh, for a misdemeanor a crime. I was arrested. You were arrested and you have a cat? Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck that is. I was arrested for a misdemeanor Arrested in a horror movie. Black person arrested in a horror movie and they have a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's reasons why I'm doing things. And it's reasons why I'm doing things. Um, I was given a power that I was not ready for. But here we go. You and Taman. Alice, take my power! <laughs> I love my cat. Was given a power I wasn't ready for, um, and I was arrested before. Oh, oh, Geraldine. No. Ooh. Yes, Excuse it is. It, it's Geraldine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's, it's Geraldine. Geraldine from Demon Knight. Jada <laughs> Pinkett Smith. <laughs> yes, there we go. Okay, there we okay. go. The, the next one was going to be um, I have dreams of traveling the world. I feel like that was going to give it away because uh, Billy Zane used that against her. That. Really? He used that as a um, he used that against her. But good try. Let's I mean, at least you see. got it. <laughs> yeah. All right, my turn. <clears throat> go ahead. Clue number one. I decided to sneak on a trip with my father. Clue mm. number two. We don't look alike, but we are both stubborn. And clue number three. I got cut from the gymnastics team. Oh, what was clue number one again? I decided to sneak on a trip with my father. Mm, and you got cut from the gymnastics team. Is this a black person? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, um, old girl from Harriet the Spy. From, and she's in Jurassic uh, World, Lost World, Jurassic Park, Lost World. Hi. I'm sorry, which one? Which movie? Jurassic Park, Lost World, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's daughter. She Incorrect. was on Harriet the Spy. The Lost World, Jurassic Park. All right, get out my fucking face, bitch. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking Her about. Her name is Kelly. Yes. And yes, but I you, know who you're talking about. That is correct. Thank you. Oh, this was an easy one today. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't struggling as hard. <laughs> it's, the, it's the daughter one and then the gymnastics. I kind of got those two. Um, okay, well, that was good. That was pretty quick because we didn't spend too much time on we got them just like that. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into some black horror films to recommend real quick before we talk about this amazing movie. Um, just because we're in Black Affinity Month. That's what you call it, Mike? Black. Ooh, I forgot what I called it. Black <laughs> Horror Infinity? Black History Infinity? <laughs> black History black Infinity. History? Yeah, Black History Infinity. I do like Black Horror Infinity, though. That's cute, too. Ooh. Black Horror Infinity. Yeah, let's yes, keep that. I, yeah. Um, we're still in that realm. So 
I love that. Uh, so what are some films you have, Mike, that you would like for the listeners to watch that they probably don't know about? Well, okay. So don't know about, we're going to go. Number one is Abby, which you can find mm-hmm. on YouTube. And I'm sure somewhere else, which is a seventies horror movie. Some say it's a ripoff of the exorcist. I can see some similarities, but to me, it's a completely different movie and a completely different feel. Uh, it's very entertaining. And try out Abby. That's number one. His House. Mm-hmm. That is the second film I am choosing to recommend. Uh, people have said it is slow, but it is not any slower than Hereditary, the one y'all go up for. So I'm just saying. <laughs> the line is always moving. Your <laughs> house has a Potomac. Okay. Uh, let me go on to the. <laughs> I am also going to go with Horror Noir. Um, Of course, there are, which is an anthology. You took mine. I was going to say that one too. (laughs) So there are some that I like more than others, but I'll leave that up to y'all to to watch and decide which ones you like. And I'm going to go with Eve's Bayou. Because it's Southern Gothic. It's horror. So it's not over the top but it has horror elements in it. Mm. And it's a really good movie regardless of that. So I'm going to suggest that. And lastly, I'm going to go with spell. I don't want to give anything away, but definitely go check that movie out. Those are my horror movie suggestions for black All right. horror infinity. <laughs> um, so good picks. I haven't seen spell in so long. Uh, but I do remember enjoying it. I did have some issues with it, um, with some of the things they did in there. But I mean, whatever. It's it's a movie. Um, but I did enjoy it for the most part. But yeah, I I, I agree. Um, His house is definitely one of them. The horror noir movie. Cause there is the documentary in the book, and then uh, the movie, the anthology movie, which a lot of people don't really talk about. And when I don't hear people talk about certain things, especially in this topic, black car, I feel like those people don't really care for or don't like it for certain reasons. Um, And I feel like, and I never really hear people talk about horror noir movie. And I feel like there's really nothing wrong with that because it's a collective of different writers and directors telling different stories because it's a horror anthology. And um, there's some good ones in there that I truly enjoy. And I I also suggest that people check that out. Um, one of my suggestions as well is going to be Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill is a fun-ass movie, um, a revenge story, a zombie story, voodoo story. Um, and it's just it's sexy, but also scary, but also fun. And I enjoy that one so much. Um, I remember seeing that for the first time and I was like instantly in love. So there's that one. Um, obviously we love our tales from the hood <laughs> movies. Well, movie, sorry, movie, not part two, three, maybe get a little past a little, but, um, the first tells from the hood guys. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say this. I know a lot of people <laughs> don't like this movie. Uh, me and Mike talk about it occasionally. I'm going to say bad here. I Because a lot of people, I get it. We have a black man, a black queer man at that 
talking about, you know, black women's hair and, you know, it's kind of like not represented well and kind of in poor taste, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. I absolutely get it. A woman should have directed that film. But for the most part, what we got, I did enjoy some of it. I did like some of the characters in here. I did enjoy, it was entertaining to me and I think it was kind of fun. So, um, that's everybody's, you know, everybody's subjective. Everybody has their own opinion. So I would suggest maybe checking out Bad Hair. See how you feel about it. If you don't like it, shit, give it a one star on Letterbox. If you like it, give it whatever. But um, I'm, I'm still not going to just neglect that film just because of certain people don't like it. So, um, what else is out there? Obviously, Demon Knight. We have so many. Uh, Death by Temptation is definitely a must yes, watch. That's one people need to watch. I yes. think the trailer is a little misleading. I think the trailer makes it seem like it may not be that great, but it actually mm-hmm. is a hidden gem that a lot of people have not seen yet. Def, that's D-E-F by Temptation. <laughs> yes. Uh, go, go watch that. Uh, what is it? Vampires in the Bronx? Something like that? Yes, on Netflix. So fucking good. Vampires in the Bronx. Black is Night, even though it's a little weird with the mm-hmm. title, but Black is Night, I enjoyed that one was interesting, but uh, I did enjoy that as well. That was on Prime, right? Amazon Prime, I believe. Yes, I think so. And then there's one with a lead that is black, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which I would mm. say check that out. It's Dracula on a boat. Okay. But keep in <laughs> mind it's a period piece. So for all you hoes who can't pay attention when unless there's action happening every five minutes, that ain't this movie. There is action, but it's not every five minutes. But I enjoyed it. Yes. Run sweet those run, sweetheart, run. Heart run. Sweetheart. Heart. Overlord. <laughs> Vampire the Brooklyn. Whole of life. Neither living dead. I mean, you got a black Gotcha and hat. I'm trying to get all of them out there. Blackula. And and you don't have to only watch them this month. That's the crazy thing. It's like you can watch a movie outside of February, y'all. I'm telling you. Yes, I mean that's the magic. That's the magic in these movies. They're not. They just don't appear like a pot of gold in March. You know, they. <laughs> you can watch them anytime throughout the year, anytime throughout the year, like you said. So I suggest, yeah, you can start now, but keep this going on for the rest of the year. Um, Leprechaun in the Hood, Leprechaun Back to the Hood, Back to the Hood. Is that the one with my boo in it, Lazalonso? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I get confused between the two. I just remember Monica from Girlfriends with the Gold Tooth was in one of them and she was getting her ass whooped. Oh, I thought you said my nigga. (laughs) Who? (laughs) I thought you said it had my nigga in it. My nigga. (laughs) Um, No, Monica. Monica. Um, William's girlfriend in Girlfriends, the TV show. (laughs) Now I'm thinking of Beauty Shop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my, the, my name is on the Monica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's get into this movie, please. There's something out here. Yeah, no, no, no. 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 
No. No. Nope. Hell no. no. So the plot of Nope. A man and his sister discover something sinister in the skies above their California home ranch, while the owner of a nearby theme park tries to profit the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. Nope is starring Daniel Kalua, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yoon, Brandon Perea, and Michael Wincott. That is Nope. So, Mike. Obviously, you just did the opener. <laughs> well, you didn't do the opener just now, but you, you mentioned the opener earlier in the episode where it says, I will cast abominable filth at you, make you vile, and make you a spectacle. Uh, when first watching this, did that mean anything to you? Did yes. you know what you were going to expect? Or did you just like, oh, girl, what the fuck? Um, I mean, it sounds like a read to it me is. a little bit. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I didn't know the because um, it's what Nahum Nahum three six. Uh, no, I had no idea what it meant. Honestly, I had no fucking clue. Uh, yeah, same here. Uh, I knew something. I mean, obviously, it says I will cast abominable filth at you, so and make you vile and make you a spectacle. So I'm assuming, obviously, there's some regurgitation, something happening. So I just was like okay what the fuck is this that means something nasty may have somebody's gonna paint somebody ew uh, I mean <laughs> some people may get a pass but <laughs> oh. yeah there's some attractive people in this film I wouldn't mind it's okay we all, we're all human we make mistakes are we wait are we talking about the same thing probably not <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there later <laughs> but yes um yes that was my 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 thoughts i just thought there was going to be some uh disgusting things happening and obviously it was much later in the film and i'm assuming in a particular scene this is what they were talking about but not even just at that particular scene i think even throughout especially towards the end uh this uh means things it means a lot so yeah especially watching this for like the uh, 1100th time it makes a lot of sense to me now so <laughs> uh but yes yeah, so <clears throat> the beginning of this well actually we we talked about our expect like not our expectations but in the beginning like when we got into the uh, movie like our thoughts and stuff but before we go deeper into this i'm i, I just want to talk about the promo for this because I remember we were so hyped that this was coming out. And when that poster was released, I remember yes. you, you know, all our friends, all our cousins about this. And we were all like playing the guessing game. Uh, I remember we, we even got on Clubhouse and we were having a watch party at the time. And we were, <laughs> we were talking. No, we had actually, it was before a watch party. We had a whole Clubhouse just discussing, no, like what our thoughts, our predictions were. Uh, so. That was a time, you know, the, the, the pandemic. So it was just so fun guessing what this was going to be. Like we thought what it was like, you thought it was killer clowns from outer space. Uh, yes. a remake of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot what I thought it was. I knew it had something to do with like an alien or something. I just did. I, I'm not, then I changed it to something else. I just forgot what it was, but 
I thought it was going to be like, you know, aliens coming down and kind of like taking over that little town that it was sh- shown on the uh, the bottom of the uh, the poster. So it was just so many thoughts going through our heads. And then when we got this, uh, I mean, it lived up to what the poster looked like. It, it was correct, but it wasn't what we thought it was going to be as far as like crowns and eight, uh, that, you know, their traditional alien and stuff. He got me again. He did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think he's going to keep doing it and I love it. So I can't wait whenever his new film come out, he's going to do the same thing. And we all going to be guessing hopefully. And yeah, he's iconic. He's like the Beyonce of, I guess, black horror right now. Jordan Peele. He is. Soon as he drops something, everybody's on it. Everybody's on That's it. True. Literally. I saw all you crackheads Super Bowl night. I saw all of y'all after Beyonce's commercial. I saw mm-hmm. it all. And I was mm-hmm. one of them. No shame in my game, bitch. I was like, Beyonce? Yeah. Yup. But I was obviously... Y'all were looking like the tethered <laughs> on y'all phone. I was hyped. Because it's big. I mean, I will say this. I don't want to go too far off a conversation because this is nope. But y'all have to give that woman her flowers. A lot of people saying she's overrated, this, this, and that. This woman is where she's at for a fucking reason. You know, she is the Michael Jackson, I believe, of this generation. And um, she's super talented. Her performances is unmatched. And I'm not just saying this just because I love her, but it, it, it is. like You can not like her and just look at the way she performs and just say, you know what? I give it to her. Because she does put on a show. And then after watching that Renaissance movie and seeing how hard she works, much like Michael Jackson, they're both Virgos. They're very perfectionist. You know, they're just, they want things a certain way. Um, but anyway, Jordan Peele is literally the Beyonce of the black car currently right now. And uh, every time he drops something, we're all like tuned in. We're all like leaning in and ready. So, uh, I'm excited for his next project. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't even know what it is, but I'm excited. Yeah, they say it comes out this year around Christmas time, so we shall see. So, Ooh, but that's that in Terrifier two around Christmas. Wait, Terrifier, Terrifier two around Christmas. Terrifier three. Three. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Terrifier three is coming out actually in October, but it's Christmas themed. Okay. Uh, so but Jordan Pills I heard is going to be around Christmas, but who knows. Oh, it's, it will be so funny once we release this. He'll uh, put out a poster or like a trailer or a teaser or right. something. Because it's like, we're about to be in March already, so. I went, I went to go see, um, oh, this is Spider-Women. What movie was that? Madam Web. Yes, Madam Web. And then the trailer came on, and I, was, I just knew it was a Jordan Peele show. I was like, oh, it's, just, it's, it's really vague. It's something creepy is happening, but they're not telling me what, and blah, 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 blah. And then... I think it's called The Watchers or some shit like that. And then I see it's like, not M. Night Shyamalan, but it's somebody that must be related to him because they have the same name, last name. Um, so who is another yeah. director who I think is very similar in the aspect that they are known for certain things people expect to, a, a certain caliber yes. from M. Night them. is underrated. Well. Now, his movies do get me mad sometimes, but they're different. You know, a lot of people <laughs> be like, what the fuck? But I love it because they have you thinking they're different. And sometimes the end is be like, all right, child, we did not need all of that to get to this point. But um, he is a talented 
uh, director, and he's from Philly as well. So, of course, we're going to represent. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's back yeah. to Jordan Peele and this movie. Nope. Let's get into it. Um, so, in the beginning of this film, we get a glimpse uh, of a chimpanzee uh, destroying the television set and the shoe pointing upward, and a person is laying across the floor. So, right off the bat, this scene here, and it wasn't flashes because you got like the, you know, the, the title, uh, like the names coming across the screen and stuff like that. And, you know, Monkey Paw Productions, blah, blah, blah. And you see these, these uh, visuals and I'm like, okay, like, what is this? Because again, we didn't know what we was expecting. We thought it was going to be aliens, killer clowns. But then we see this chimp, bloody, you know, just, you know, obviously the, the set is destroyed. So I was like, what? What the fuck is actually happening? So, what were your thoughts during this scene? Do you remember? My thoughts during this were, I was like, okay, so there's aliens. So maybe the aliens are controlling the animals. That was my first thought. Yeah. And I had that a few more times in the movie. And then I was thinking to myself, because I do find apes, I love gorillas and monkeys and shit, but they're, also can be terrifying because they're really oh, hell strong. Yeah. Even chimpanzees are strong as fuck. Hurt you. So, and Planet of the Apes, them remakes did not help. They are scary as fuck. So, I was just imagining being in that situation and it's chasing you and you try to get away and it's popping your ass in, in the back of the head. <laughs> they're scary, but they're so smart and so beautiful at the same time. But they can be dangerous. But we'll get into that the deeper we get into this movie for reasons why. Oh, yes. Gordy. Gordy. <laughs> I felt bad for him. It wasn't his fault. Um, <laughs> so then we oh. are now in uh, Agua. That's how you say it? Agua Dulce? Agua? <laughs> Agua. 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 <laughs> Agua. Agua. Agora Hills. <laughs> That's where we at. Agora Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Kissing that hood, they caught us. Whether they like and not, I want to show you all. That's where we at. Agora Hills, California with OJ Senior, <laughs> um, who is Keith David, who I was not expecting to be in this film because they didn't show Keith David at all in the trailers. Oh. I didn't see it on IMDb, none of that. So I was just like, okay, Keith David in this film. But I had a feeling that he wasn't going to last long because if he wasn't in the trailers and I didn't see all that, I'm like, yeah, he's probably not going to be in the movie that long. Um, so we with uh, OJ Senior and uh, OJ, uh, well Otis Junior, who is OJ, yeah Otis, who is Daniel Kalua, and they're discussing selling their horses um, in the ranch when uh, so- suddenly everything runs out of power, and we hear people screaming in the distance. Metal objects start falling from the sky. Uh, both Otis's look up into the sky, and then a coin pierces into Otis's Senior's eye, and he falls off the horse. And then he driven, he's driven to the hospital. That's where he dies. Um, but before that, um, I put in our notes here the you good talk. Because a lot of people in black culture, you know, we, we say that a lot to each other to make sure. And we always say like you good because we know something's wrong, but we never really want to discuss what's actually wrong. Right. So, and I say it a lot too. Like, I be like, yo, you good? Like, yeah, I'm good. And it's just, you just move on. We never be like, no, I'm not good. 
we'd never discuss our issues. We kind of just ignore it. And this kind of comes into play a little later on in the film as well with certain characters, with OJ being included, we're not discussing things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People just like to ignore shit. Uh, so then we get the eerie opener with uh, the look inside a ship of some sort. Um, and again, yeah, but we don't know. If we don't dead. know it's dead. We don't know it's a shit. Yes. Now we know it is. Well, technically it's not a shit. It looked like a movie theater. Or some yes. Shit to me. It looked like seat in an open floor or some shit. So I had no idea what the fuck. Or I was it looked like inside at. a camera. And when stuff was falling. Yeah. yeah, a look inside of a camera. And then when shit is falling, I'm like, okay, I would look up like, did something fall off a plane, bitch? What is going on here? There's no planes in the sky. I... I wouldn't know what to do or what to yeah. think in that moment. But of course, his father was injured, so he didn't have time to even process any right. of that. And it, it was cool to see them to like talk for a little bit. Obviously, they own this ranch and stuff. But I would do the same thing. Like if I'm just sitting there and shit just start falling from the sky, your first instinct is to look up, you know, and you're going to look up and like, what yeah. the hell? But if I've seen coins and like metal objects or just whatever falling, my ass is running <laughs> somewhere <laughs> because that's not normal. Obviously, something is happening. There's a plane, a helicopter, or whatever it is. Something bad happened, and I need to get out of here. Ashy. Right. Oh. And it's crazy because how the camera looks. Like, you see both um, both OJs, and it goes to o, um, Otis Jr. point of view, but then it goes back to Otis Sr. when he's on a horse. And one moment he's looking up and then quickly he's looking down. And then you just see the horse just moving and he's like, it just seemed like he was lifeless. And then he falls off the horse. And then that's when Otis kind of runs over to him. But it was a slow reaction like uh, at first because he was like, huh, like what's going on with you, Pop? Like you get... Yeah, like what yeah. happened? Like what's going on with you? And probably just in shock at, at all that something... Yeah. First of all, she was just falling from the sky. You were just talking to me, and now you're hunched over the on the horse, and you fall mm-hmm. in. It's it's like a lot happening all at yeah. once. And then he picks him up in the car, and when he's inside the um, when he's inside the car, like he's just obviously like he's blood is squirting out his eye onto the window, and he's naming all his horses. I'm assuming he was naming Lucky Goes. Oh, that's what that yeah. was. I thought he was just having them say random fucking words to make sure he was like coherent and staying. No, I, he was doing it, but he was making he was making I guess say the name of the horses that they own. That would be memory. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and he was sense. doing it, and then we get to the hospital scene, uh, and that image he's gone. Mm-hmm. You see that the the it was a nickel, or I believe that was inside his eye, dead, and I just felt bad for OJ. I was just like, oh, like, to lose a parent like that in front of your face and just kind of, like, not knowing why, it's just, like, you have a lot of questions. So. Otis is not one. He's not very expressive. He's very hearts close to the chest. He doesn't speak that much. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, well, I mean, where they're living, I, I imagine he was, they didn't have a lot of friends. Right. And I think Otis was okay with that. Um, because when we get to his sister, she's a little different. <laughs> you, you know, they're, they're, they're literally night and day. And they remind me of me and my sister. Cause me, me and my sister's like that night and day. Like she's more, she's an Aries fire sign. I'm an earth sign. Tara, so I'm more mellow, laid back, mind my business where my sister's just like, 
not like M, but had that energy where she's just like, I'm a go-getter. I'm going travel. Like, fuck all. If you want to stay here, you can stay the fuck here. Where I'm kind of just like, I'm cool here. Like, I'll grow. <laughs> like, I'm cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so we get to OJ. Um, and he's at this commercial um, set there. And they end up getting fired because M, well, it's not necessarily M false. But who is who? I've been calling him Daniel because I don't know his reaction. Is it Otis? It's or OJ, OJ, but it's it's OJ for short because it's Otis Junior. So they call him OJ. Okay, so his file is there, so we can call. Yeah, him we could call him OJ. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was confused in the beginning because it was Otis Senior and Otis Junior, but now we call him OJ now that his father's dead because he's Junior, and we don't have to get confused okay. anymore. <laughs> um. You know, so he's at this set and he thinks he has to do do everything on his own. Then M comes there. She's sitting there, you know, doing her spill, you know, telling them about the horse and stuff like that. And then she's like throwing her business out there. Tomorrow I do with motorcycles and I act the same, blah, 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 blah. Um, and Otis is looking at her like, child, like, we didn't ask for all that. Like, we just promote the business. Worry about the business. <laughs> yes, it's very older, younger, younger sibling. Mm-hmm. And M is obviously played by Kiki Palmer, uh, who I love, and she was great in this movie. And one thing too, because I remember, and I'll curse Jordan Peele the fuck out because he, like, I remember when before this came out and we heard that Kiki Palmer was going to be in his new movie. He said, I remember this was on the internet somewhere, and he said that Kiki Palmer was going to play a villain in his new film. And so I was excited because I'm like, Kiki Palmer is usually playing that same type of character, right? Like, she's usually not typecast, but she always that character that's sassy and kind of just like comedy relief, you know? Uh, so I'm just like, I'm excited to see her play a villain. Like, she's probably going to fuck shit up or she's going to be like this camp character. And even though she is kind of like sassy here and funny, it's a different vibe from her. Like, I, I loved her character a lot in here. Like, it's not like her character in Screen Queens or, you know, all the other shit. So. Animal. Yeah, no. Yeah. Not like those. Not guys. at all. Uh, so Lucky reacts violently to his reflection in this metal ball shoved in his face that they use for, like, uh, VFX. Um, and they end up getting just fired off the set, unfortunately. So now Otis is upset because he was like, well, damn, like we kind of need the money. And um, yeah, so they go ahead and visit Jupe, who's played by Steven Yoon in Jupiter's Claim. The villain. <laughs> yes. And it's crazy because you don't think that he is, but this is technically all his fault. <laughs> all, like what's coming is his fault. So. Every influence at the very least. Yeah. I I was excited to see Steven Yeun. Uh, Go ahead. Real, but real quick at the horse though. So because I do know with animals, it's, it's it's very just like you're not supposed to look some animals directly in the mm-hmm. eye, uh, especially predators specifically, which I know a horse is not a predator, but I know that you could get like violent reactions. But that's true. That's true. Um, a lot of times they say you shouldn't look certain, you know animals in the eye because they might react a certain way um and he's been around horses his whole entire life so he know um how maybe wild animals act and uh how to treat them and it's so crazy because him being around horses and his smartness pretty much 
um, it comes back later on into this movie when we get something else, when he uses that knowledge to save, you know, his, him and his sister life. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Jupe, played by Steven Yoon, is in Jupiter's Claim. Uh, so, OJ visits him so he can buy back the 10 horses. The 10 horses he sold to Jupe for the extra cash. Because, obviously, you know, they don't have the money. I did the math. Now, hold on. Here we, we go. Y'all have seen this movie already by now. Because, <laughs> so, it's 10 horses. that, And he's selling them every week to uh, Jupe, I'm assuming. That's two and a half months. But Jupe said, this creature's been coming here every whatever day it was, Friday, every Friday or whatever, for the past six months. So that means he's been feeding this motherfucker for... So there's other horses or some shit he's been feeding mm. it every week. That is true. Look at you doing the math. I didn't even do all that. Hey, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Because I was trying to figure it out. Because I was like, that if his father died six months ago, and that thing's been coming here for six months, and they only sold ten horses... Math doesn't make it right. Huh. That is true. Which is probably other ranches nearby. So. Yeah, he probably was getting horses elsewhere as well. Or other things. I don't know. So yeah, he's trying to buy it back. Um, but M is, invested, is so invested in Jupe's career and the things around the office when they're there. Um, and I will say that I noticed watching, again, preparing for this, that OJ is trying to say, all right, I want my horses back trying to buy him back and he was just like well like you could tell he was trying to come up with something and then every time M would mention something like you know memorabilia around the office you know he just uses that opportunity to escape that conversation yeah, like, yeah because he know that he don't have those horses anymore because they're gone <laughs> so mm-hmm, they can't get them back and take notice also that looking around we find out that uh, Jupe is Someone who experienced the Gordy uh, situation. But yeah, she's noticing everything. And then he he mentions, you know, the SNL skit. I remember, I distinctly remember Chris Kattan jumping around, chewing an apple, spitting it out when people are talking to him and shit. Um, and I do know there's obviously actual events where a chimpanzee has like mauled a person. Yeah. Uh, I think there was someone who had a chimp and it like mauled their best friend. But um, yeah, real life story. So, and he's and that's his claim to fame. His claim to fame is that if people come there, they pay him money. Somebody they paid him like tens of thousands of dollars just to spend a night in it. Like it's it's a mm-hmm. thing. It's a thing, and he made a you know he's making a profit off his trauma, which we'll get into um, a little later too. <laughs> and I mean, sure, why not? But at the same time, like with he's doing with these horses is kind of just like it's kind of fucked up and i'm sure he did he didn't know but we'll have that discussion once we get there as well um so oj and M reflect on the past when their dad took them um on a movie set when she was supposed to have her own horse named jean jacket uh and she was just saying like how like it was her horse and then she remembered being at the window and her dad was training jean jacket and uh, her dad, their dad never looked at her, uh, but Otis, OJ did um, to make sure that she was like present and there to see what was going on. And then that's when they have the whole eye thing with each other, which will come back later on into the movie. Yes, I, I did not 
Because I was trying to figure shit out when I saw this in the theater. I was not picking up on this. But when I saw it, and then I remembered, when, when she mentioned this in this scene, I remember later on in the movie when he does that, and I got the feels a little yeah. bit. It's like, oh, he's look, he's letting those baby sister know I'm watching you. I'm looking out for you. I was like, that's yeah. sweet. I cried at that moment at the end. I got teary eyed. <laughs> I did in the theater too because it was just a it was a moment because we didn't know what was going to happen. But we'll we'll get there too. But yeah, I do like the brother sister bond uh, between the two, especially between black siblings because we don't really get that m- much in uh, horror movies, you know. You know, oh. it's it's different. Like we always see different type of relationships, uh, you know, with white people and stuff like that. But to see a movie like this and see a a, a positive, you know, I would say in some way healthy relationship between siblings, um, I'm sure they have their own shit to work out. But you can just always tell that they have each other's back, uh, and that's why I like, you know, their bond in this movie here. Um, I believe it. I, I believe it. So OJ goes outside to check on their horse, Ghost. Ghost runs off into the night um, as OJ goes to look for him. Uh, OJ looks across the ranch at Jupiter's claim and overhears Jupe on a loudspeaker. Then we see a gust of wind come from the sky in the distance where Jupe's claim is at. And um, we hear, you know, a streak coming out. And we're just like, what the fuck is that? The electricity starts to turn on and off at the ranch as OJ sees a flying saucer in the sky move quickly across the clouds. And that freaked me out. So I'm going to say this too. (laughs) Watching this in the movie theater. So seeing that, I said, okay, this is an alien movie. There's a flying saucer up there. This is an alien movie. Sure. It's in the sky. Bam. And I would say night scenes in his. Um, but just seeing, like, that scene right there was pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of scenes that's coming up that I loved. But the night scenes, first of all, shot beautifully uh, because we got melanated people in here, especially Daniel, because he's a darker skin zone. Um, beautiful, beautiful skin. And he's thick in this movie, too. So I was like, um, oh. He is. He is. He Child, is. when he was on that horse at the um, the third act, I was like, hmm. You know, whenever I see a black man on a horse, it reminds me of that movie with Sinbad. <laughs> Basically, is it's a cowboy era, and he's playing a character that he has to learn how to ride a horse. Mm-hmm. And they're telling him he they, he has to learn how to ride for real. So basically saying he needs to have sex because he's a virgin. He don't know how to ride that thing. So he ends up going, they, they end up having sex him and this other character, and he comes out and immediately he's able to just ride the He's able to grind on it and everything. Wait, that was really a thing? Somebody knows what he that really movie is. really had to have sex in order? Yes. Not, it's a movie, yeah, but yes, his character needed to have sex to understand rhythm and how to, like, ride a horse. Wait, I, if y'all know what movie I'm talking about, go ahead and, and send us a DM on Instagram. And this is Sinbad. Sinbad Cowboy movie. Let me go to the Cherokee Kid. The Cherokee Kid, is that the name of it? Yes. The Cherokee Kid with Sinbad from 1996. That doesn't even make sense. I mean, you do have to have a rhythm to ride a Art, horse from the two times that I've but, done it. But it's very But different. for somebody, that's their first time having sex. Usually your first time, you don't really know what you're doing. 
So you're probably stiff as a board. And if you are... She was showing him what to do. So she was so showing him how to, to ride, too? So was she pegging him? That's the question. I hope so. As a top, which he's, I guess he's doing because he's having sex with a woman... Who we've already had this conversation. <laughs> There's other things he could do. I I want to know those things, but that's a different conversation. But we'll talk about that because I'm curious. Because if that's <laughs> bitch, I should know how to ride a horse by 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 now. If that's the case, I think it's it's I think it's more so saying focusing on the rhythm of it. I guess that's what they're trying to say. He needs to have rhythm in order so to he ride his dance. horse. If we're to not She's hurt like, him. you know, you know what? She just wanted the fuck. That's what it was. She just went there. It's hot and dusty. Who wants to dance outside? So, I mean, it's hot. Let me not get into this. Anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> they went indoors to do. Yeah, let's go back to the movie. Go but watch he just the loses virginity and he uh, got ride a horse he... all of a sudden. Okay. I don't remember how problematic this is, but <laughs> I'm sure it was a time back then, especially in '96. So, yeah, the electricity starts to turn on and off at the ranch as OJ sees the flying saucer in the sky that moves quickly across the clouds. Um, he goes back to M and asks, like, what's a bad miracle? Um, and this is after the fact he's seen it. This is later on. And they talk about what he saw and how he heard ghosts make a sound that he never heard a horse make uh, before. Um, so, Question. yes. Is this the scene where she's playing music really loud? Oh, yes. Too, and yes, because she's outside on. and she's in there having her little licks and she's sitting there dancing, shimmying. And I will say, you know what song that they were playing? I don't it remember. Was, I think Dionne Warwick. Not on that Not that part, though. It was Walk, walk On By. by. I think, Did Dionne Warwick Walk yes. On By? It wasn't at that moment, but I think it was a different moment that they were playing that song because I heard it. And I was like, oh, shit. Because I heard though. She got taste. She sure does. <laughs> and music and the ladies. The music in this is pretty good, too, especially when we get to one particular scene that I was like, ooh, this sounds kind of good in this version. But how, freak, how freaked out would you be in this moment? Because I, I also remember in the theater, I was like, okay, this is aliens because it's a flying saucer. Mm -hmm. But it's moving in a way I've never seen a flying saucer move in a movie. Like, normally, they're moving slow. Or they're, like, moving very, like, um, I don't know if linear would be the correct word, but it doesn't seem like they're able to veer off and twirl around and yeah. shit like this one yeah, is this doing. one was very swift. Like, it's basically like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yes, in the sky. Not, not spinning like that, but the way it's able to, like, move, dip in and out and shit and weave, yeah. I was like, that's a little different. It was scary because the way he looked up and you just, and it was like this music sting that played with it. That when it zoomed right into the cloud. And I'm just like, the fuck? When I first seen this, I was like, I, if this was real life, I would have been freaking the fuck out. Because I don't do too well <laughs> with things that I obviously can't control. And I cannot control things that's in the sky that's above me. And I can't, can't, I can't control things that's inside the water underneath me. So... Correct. <laughs> Shit, we can't control the things on land. On land exactly. You know, to a certain extent. I mean, yeah. So it's... But you definitely can't control anything that up there, especially a flying saucer. So that was scary. Um, so this conversation between the two was very um, interesting. Um, but anyway, um, M and OJ decided to go to an electronic store, Fry's, to purchase cameras to put on their house to capture the UFO. And this is where they meet Mr. Angel Torres. Um, Beauty. Yes, 
played by Brandon Perea. I love him. Who is going to be in a new Twister film, Twisters? He left himself a good, like, uh, what do you call it? Like a disaster type film where he's out in his fucking fields getting twirled around and oh, thrown yeah. around because he pretty much was in a Twister in this damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I'm hoping we get a resurgence of disaster movies. I'm ready. Because I used to love it. They used to make me tear up when they would have like families being separated and somebody like, uh, what's the one with Taya Leone and her father on the beach Mm -hmm. and they holding each other while that big ass wave is coming. And Uh, she's like, daddy. And he holds her tighter and mm -hmm. then, you know, dead or whatever. But some of that shit is like, it's, I miss it. Now I will say that trailer, I was like, is this not the same fucking movie with just one more twister? (laughs) Pretty much it is. It's just more twisters. But I'm excited just because we haven't seen a movie like that in a very long time. So even if it's the same like movie with more characters, I'm okay with it. Why not? They'll probably give us something different. I'm definitely gonna watch. It's gonna be fun regardless. Yes. But speaking of those scenes, um, remember in the first twister, I think with the, I think the grandmother, the old lady, when the house got like, Oh, yes. Oh. I mean, she survived, but like, that was so sad. That was so sad. <laughs> it was sad. The dog, I was like, look, I everybody else in this movie can die, but please don't let her or the dog die. Yeah. I can't handle that. Yeah. So I'm happy she made it. It was both of my weaknesses older people and dogs. Yeah. I can't do them dying. And fucking uh, Jenny Gertz or whatever her name from fucking Lost Boy. She got on my nerves in that damn movie. <laughs> She hurt me no, so bad. We get injustice for her. We get injustice for her because she came out here with her fiance and was trying to show some interest in the shit that he liked. And slowly, systematically, he's going on back to Helen Hunt and chasing, putting her life in danger, running after tornadoes. And then and then they end up having a heart-to-heart over the radio. Now I got to hear it while the rain is pouring on my ass. And this weird man next to me keep talking. I would have been through, but she handled it really well. She did. Justice for that character. Justice for Jamie Gertz. She irked me, but she's such a beautiful woman. I love her. Maybe she'll make a, a, a an appearance in this one. I doubt it. She said, fuck <laughs> this. I'm not ever coming back to this area ever again. I know that's right. <laughs> so yeah, they meet Angel Torres. Um, he puts up the cameras for OJS and went out and stole Jupe's mannequin horses to, <laughs> um, to use as a decoy. So thoughts on Angel. Because when we first meet him, he uh, he's obviously trying to sell on these things. And he's asking, like, what is it? You know, robberies and whatever. And they're just like, yeah. They obviously don't want to tell Angel that they saw a UFO in the sky. And when he asked and they were kind of just, like, quiet, he was like, that's exactly what the fuck it is. Um, and it's so funny because I believe in real life, this was the first time all three of them met. Like, they never auditioned together. Jordan Pill said, I want this to be an authentic... Uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Moment between the two. Like, I want them to like have a you know a- authentic reaction to each other. So, literally, as they're walking up, and they, you know, he was like, "Well, you know, do you want us to install it?" And there's like, "No." The attitude was, was supposed to kind of come off as real because, like, who the fuck are you? I don't know you. And I'm not. How much extra is it, bitch? Because I know <laughs> that's why y'all be doing. And it. he laughed. He was just like, "Well, you're not going to be able to do it." And they end up getting him. Um, so he ends up coming yeah. along with them. Real quick, shout out to um, M, Emerald. We didn't have to have this whole like moment of you know, OJ having to prove to Emerald what he saw. He just was, they just believed each other. Yep. They understood what was going on. 
and they immediately got to work. Exactly. So I really appreciated that they have that kind of bond where it's like, bitch, I know you're not crazy. I believe you. You're so, my brother. Like, uh, of course, I'm going to believe what you said. And, you know, and M seems like that type of person. She, I'm happy you brought that up because I, I didn't realize that. Because if this was any other type of movie, it would be like a whole conversation. No, you didn't. I don't believe you. And then it would take like maybe 30 minutes for something to happen to that character in order for them to believe Right. But right off the bat. OJ would have had to die for her to be <laughs> right. her to be like, oh, it's real. <laughs> but she believed them right away. And she went up in there and she said, you know what? We're going to get these cameras. Let's go, baby. And make this coin. Yes. And then also shout out to her, too, because she's a she playing a queer character. She's um a lesbian yes. in this, too. So there's a deleted scene where she's trying to holler at these girls and stuff like that. And then there's also in the scene when they're in the, uh, the shop and she's like, oh, what's up, beautiful? Talking to, you know, a, a woman. So he, he had game. She, it was it was working on she me. She got swag. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we meet Angel and stuff like that. And um, they hook up the, um, oh, yeah. the cameras and everything. He's explaining how the cameras work. Um, where am I? Yeah, I think I jumped all over the place. So I said, let's talk OJ and the aliens inside the barn. Oh, oh, oh. wait, wait, wait. The real aliens, yes. the okay. fake ones. This is the fake ones. Yes. Okay. So everything is set up. And um, OJ's out there with the uh, one of the horses or whatever. And M is inside watching like a thing with her phone or something. She falls asleep. So OJ hears this noise across the, you know, the barn. So he goes inside there to see what was going on. Whole scene is silent. And then in the shadows, and he's leaving because he turns off like one of the lights or the flicker thingies or whatever it was. And he's walking back and it comes back on. And he's looking and we're on the scene for a very long time. And then you just see something from the shadows just rise up. And he was like, nope. <laughs> he literally was like, nope, I'm the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> So he's like the tension. Yes. So this scene, this is when I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, okay, so this is really about aliens because we got them right exactly. here. That's what the whole the whole theater was reacting like that. Oh, bitch. Okay, we got aliens now, and everybody was just reacting to. It. They did this perfectly. They did this whole moment. Yes. He runs and he pulls out his uh, was it his uh camera? He got like a camera. Was it his phone or a camera? I don't remember. I think it was his camera. Okay. I, I wasn't. I think it was like a camera. It, it was a device of some sort. That takes video. <laughs> and he was pointing it on his corner, and you just see slowly the head of the alien like coming out of frame. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then when we go back next to him, you see an alien like hanging upside down next to him, and he sucks the shit out of it. <laughs> he butts his head. Yeah. <laughs> he starts to run. And, we just... and then you hear one talk. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, bitch, y'all played in our faces with this. But I would just like to say they are really lucky because I would assume ranchers probably have guns mm -hmm. um, oh, they, on their property. They would have been lit. But they're actually lucky they didn't get lit up. They would have been lit the fuck up. Yeah, lucky. I'm surprised OJ didn't have one because all of those those kids would have got it. So these aliens are not really aliens. They're kids. They're dupes kids. They're pretending to be aliens because when... Uh, they were when OJ and uh, Angel was putting up the cameras. Uh, and was like, you know what? I'll be back. I gotta go do something real quick. And she ends up stealing one of the metal horses. Um, that was from Jupe's. Uh, you know his his little carnival thing or whatever it is. So and it has like the flags coming out of it and stuff. So, uh, 
I guess they wanted to get them back because they knew that they stole that metal horse from them. They stole yeah. it, yes. So, um, they're talking about, like, I guess uh, OJ's talking. The U- UFO comes back and sucks up the metal horse. And one of the real horses, because I think one of the real horses got let out. I forgot the name of the horse, but those three kids end up letting one of the horses out by mistake or maybe purposely. I don't know. And it ends up getting sucked up with the real metal horse with the flag. So that's why in the picture on the poster, that's why you see the cloud with the flags hanging out because technically that's right. the metal horse attached to the flags. The killer clown flags, I thought were. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Or the car dealership flags when you go there and you just got the little... <laughs> 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 um... Let me see here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the- you, put, you put camera work in the note. Oh, yes. And I just want to make it the cinematographer Hoyt Van Hoytema. Hoytema. Yes. Forgive me. And the music by Michael Abels. They they also perfection made this movie. Because it to me is very Steven Spielberg-esque. Like it's very like yep. uh, uh uh big. It's a it feels like a very big fantasy kind of movie. Sci-fi horror movie. Yes. Love it. I mean, I told you that before. Like, I, that's how I felt. Um, so the cinematographer, you said his name was Hoyt. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also Michael Abels, who did the music for Get Out and Us, did the music for this as well. And like you said, the combination between the two, amazing. Because when old when again, the 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 camera work with the fucking because it's this movie was made to be in theaters and also shot on uh shot in IMAX. So that's why when this movie came out, they said Let's go see this movie in IMAX because it's a huge film. And a lot of times when they point that camera up into the sky, your eyes is wandering like, bitch, what I'm trying to like what I'm looking at. Is it gonna come out over here? Is it coming <laughs> over here? Like which area am I looking at? <laughs> Amazing shot. The music goes along with everything. It just it just it's the cherry on top because this movie could be exactly the same except with except the cinematography and music and it could just ruin it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we give him praises to them. Everybody involved, really. Yes. Uh, such a such a good one. Um, if you guys, if you own this movie, please watch the almost an hour making of this film. The work that they put into this. Um, it was like a documentary how it was filmed and it was so good. You can tell Jordan Peele, like, he was super passionate about this, and everybody was that was a part of it, even the crew. So I suggest watching the behind the scenes stuff and watching the making of this film because it's 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 really good. And I think that's what made me like the film a little bit more to realize all the shit that went into making this and making the scenes look the way they do. And like you mentioned too, this seems like a much bigger film because of the music and the cinematography and just like how everything looks. And we're we're outdoors now. It's a much wider space that we're dealing with. Most of the time we're outdoors. So there's so much to play around with. You, and there's the sky, you know? Jordan said that he wanted to make like a Jaws movie but a Jaws for the sky. So not the water, but a Jaws, a shark in the sky. And he did that. And he fucking did that. Definitely did that. So shout out to um, him. And you, you mentioned that because he, he also wanted like, um, as other influences, there was, uh, as you mentioned, Jaws, there's King Kong, Jurassic Park, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Signs, Wizard of Oz, and these are all like films that have examples of addiction to specul- spectacles. Yes. Which is the theme in this movie. Yes. 
I will admit, like when before I've seen this movie, when this I guess what people seen the early viewer, like the early screenings, I was getting annoyed because everybody was like, "This movie is such a spectacle." That's the main word, spectacle, and I'm like, "Why is everybody fucking saying this?" <laughs> but after watching it, I said, "Oh well, it makes a lot of sense that that is the theme." <laughs> but I was getting annoyed because I'm like, "Why is everybody saying this fucking word, spectacle?" So you know how we are. We hear a word, we just use it over and over. Yeah, again. we run with it. Uh, so M reaches out. Speaking of cinematographer, uh, M reaches out to a cinematographer, Antler's uh, host, host played by Michael Wincott, and he is for an older man. That voice is this the dude? Yeah, his his voice is this the dude from Alien Resurrection? I mean, he died early on, but I think he's the one who was the leader of that group. He got snatched into the please, ground. Please hold. Hold one moment, please. I'm going to look right now. Because I actually like Alien uh, Resurrection. Uh, I got a train in the background, so I'm muting. Okay. Yes, that is him. Good eye. Good memory. I know that gargly voice and face anywhere. <laughs> He is a beautiful older man, and I love his voice. It's so hot. I was like, oh, my gosh. There's something about voices for me, y'all. Um, and especially when we get to a scene later when he's talking about the purple people eater, and he kept saying it over and over again. I was like that meme that everybody posts with that woman in her chair in the theater, and she's like squirming. <laughs> she's just... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, please stop. Please. Um, Purple people people eat. Eat. So, like, his, I just, he's an attractive older guy, like I said. But anyway, and reaches out to him to catch the impossible shot, but he declines. So, this is also the same guy that was filming the commercial in the beginning um, of this movie uh, with him and stuff like that. But they reached out to him to try to get the impossible shot. And he's like, nah, I'm not doing this. I, I'm good. <laughs> um, he did. He didn't want to do it for the fame because he truly loves his art, and he felt like that they were doing it just for, again, just to be you know famous and kind of just be known. He's just like, nah, I'm not about that. You're not using me for that. Um, so Angel comes to M and OJ to tell them while uh, watching the camera, there's a single cloud that has not moved, and this thing had me cracking up too because M is just like, bitch, like why are you watching it? That's illegal. Like why are you watching our cameras? <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense he showed them as they were going through the footage all the other uh, clouds were moving like as they should but one cloud in particular was there not moving in one spot for hours freaky yes as OJ observes more he realizes that the UFO is not a ship it must be something else so when he said that, I'm like, then what the fuck could it be? Because right, so because so the whole it looked like a shit. Yes, so what the fuck are you talking? Yes, about? Yes, bitch. Like we sat here and seen the saucer go through clouds, moving, and we seen you know obviously the aliens weren't you know fucking real aliens, but I'm like, what else could it be? It looks like a fucking ship in the sky. So I said, okay, so we're watching a different type of movie <laughs> <laughs> because OJ just like this is something else. So then we get we cut to uh, the Gordy home segment, which was one of the scariest things to me in here. 
Yes. Uh, this scene is terrifying to me, and it did make me a bit uncomfortable. Uh, Gordy goes off on a rampage after hearing a balloon pop on set. So this is Young Juke. He was a uh, famous child star in this uh, sitcom called Gordy's Home. And during a live taping, it was called Gordy's Birthday, um, you know, the uh, there's a box, they release it, uh, they open the box and balloons come out the box and one of them pop. And Gordy just, the screen goes black and then you just hear Gordy going off and everybody just, <laughs> just fucking everybody up. It is. <laughs> And then we cut back to the camera going like slowly moving around and then we see what happens on set and everything is destroyed and you see Gordy there and you see a young, um, I think is Mary, her name is Mary Jo, um, who is uh, Jupe's co-host. That's uh, not co-host, uh, co-star on the, the show. Uh, and She's laying on the floor, and this is where we see that her shoe, one of her shoes is off, and one of them is pointing upwards. Um, and I will say that that incident itself, the whole entire thing is a spectacle. For one, you have this uh, wild animal, a chimp, on a live sitcom television show who's the main star. And of course, people are going to be looking at that because that's n- not normal. Um, and then with this scene right here with him going on a rampage and, you know, hurting Mary Jo, and then you see the shoe pointing up, that was something a little off. And I combined, I connected that to like, is that a bad miracle? So unfortunately, some, uh, due to unfortunate events, that particular scene right there, obviously is a bad situation, but it's a miracle of how a shoe would actually land and sit up like that. And... Because, like, if something bad was happening, a shoe's going to just fall. It's not going to just stay straight up like that. You know what I mean? Um, but it's a bad situation happening. And it's, a, it's an impossible shot as well. So I think that's a whole theme for this movie. A spectacle, bad miracles, and impossible shots. And we get all three of those in the scene right here. Um, Juke witnesses all of this and later uses this for his trauma and amusement, uh, uh, for the amusement that comes back to bite him in the ass a little bit later. Um, so I'm also going to say the behind the scenes moment when you watch the making of this, I actually find it a little bit scarier with the guy that's playing Gordy. (laughs) 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 Because listen, it's to me, I mean, obviously, we know that this was a CG, uh, you know, chimp, chimpanzee. But to see, and this guy got skills. I, you know, shout out to him. I forgot his name. But they literally got him dressed up as, you know, Gordy outfit, the the party hat. He got, like, the the teeth, the chimp uh, teeth in his mouth. And he got, like, these little stilt things on his um his arms and he's walking. And he's acting like this monkey, like he's doing the movements. He's... Right. And it's scary to me the way he's just moving and he's looking. And then this whole scene, he literally did chasing the debt, the the TV debt around the way he was beating on Mary Jo, like literally. And then when he comes back around and he's just sitting there like he's lost. And then he recognizes Juke underneath the table and he slowly walks That's over. That's the part. <sighs> That's the part that scared the fuck out of me. Everything else was like, okay, chaotic. Mm-hmm. When he's, Fiddling around his fingers. It's kind of like he calmed whatever 
moment he was having, he calmed down from yeah. it. And then he looks over at us, because we are in at the perspective of Jute right now. He looks into the camera. That is the moment I was freaked yeah. out. Because it's like, okay, he's looking at looking me at you yeah. and coming towards <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> bloodied. And you don't know what the fuck he's going to do. And again, these animals can do harm to you if they need to. Yeah. I was just... <clears throat> and it also... Baby. No, go ahead. And they did great with the trailer because the hand of Gordy, I'm thinking that's the a- hand alien, of the alien right, the trailer. Right. They did a great job. <laughs> they did. Every time I see that scene where they're doing that fist bump, I thought that was the hand of an alien as well, that bloody one. Uh, but yeah, that scene, again, chaotic. Um, first of all, whooping Mary Jo's ass. And then he still hears that she's alive. And he jumps back down start you know, wilding on her again. And then it seemed like he was biting her face off. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Can't tame the untamable. No. You can't tame wild animals. You can't exploit them because at the end of the day, the instincts are going to kick in. Yep. So I'm over it. Yeah. He was sick of y'all. He was. And it triggered him. That pop, whatever it was, like that pop just triggered him and made him react the way he did. And like you said, that moment where it did seem like he was snapping out of it. Because he even took off his party hat and just threw it like he was upset at himself. And I'm just like, oh. And then he walks over to Jupe and he's doing the fist bump thing. And then he gets shot and then they killed him. And Jupe is obviously in shock because he's witnessing all of this play out from underneath the table. Um, and it's, it's a sad scene because, again, this isn't Gordy's fault. Gordy is not the villain as much as even though he did something terrible, it's the people that made him a spectacle and like use him for his amusement for him yes. to react that way. You can't tame a wild what that animal. That reminds me of that reminds me of these people who jump into exhibits at the zoo for whatever reason. They get attacked by one of the animals, and then they have people coming in either trying to shoot them with tranquilizer, or if they get extreme, they have to kill them. Mm-hmm. Which has happened because people, for whatever reason. Which, first of all, technically, if you want to think about it, we shouldn't be having zoos and aquariums and shit like that. I get in the sense if it's endangered, but they're endangered because of us, right? Yep. So, like, it, that in itself, we're exploiting these animals and, and using them for profit, for gain, as a spectacle. And whatever reason these people want it for, I don't know if they have a death wish, they just want to do Probably. it, they're not thinking correctly. <laughs> Uh, there was another one, which this was different. Some lady, she had her son was sitting like on a railing for some reason. And he fell into an exhibit of which these things are so cute, but they are so dangerous. The uh, wild dogs, I think African wild dogs, oh. they are adorable looking. Yeah. But they will tear you the fuck apart. They snatched him up, dragged his, and it's just like, you're not coming out of that unless you got Arnold Schwarzenegger on your side, bitch. You are not coming out of he that. He died. Yeah, he the, he ended up more, but you can't respect respect the respect every, all the respect nature, bitch. Yes. That's, that's the message. <laughs> Please do, because uh, they didn't respect Gordy, and look what happened. Unfortunately, Mary Jo's permanently scarred. If they saw Planet of the Eight, they would know because that scene with Caesar escapes that place, mm-hmm. and he's standing over uh James Franco in the darkness, that scared the fuck out of yes. me. Imagine waking up in the middle of the night and you see a fucking big-ass chimp standing over you. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we get 
uh, that was a flashback. And then we forward to an, an older jupe, you know, just staring in the days, kind of just thinking about whatever, getting ready for his show um, at Jupiter's Claim. Um, I forgot the name of the show. But uh, this is when... Um, Okay, so yeah, this is when Duke goes out, and we are now knowing what he's doing with these horses. So yes, um, they end up keeping. So actually, I forgot. So Lucky is another horse that uh, OJ has. OJ, yeah, Lucky was the horse I believe in the beginning of the film where he reacted after looking inside that metal sphere, and he kicked that thing and kind of got you know them fired. And then they end up taking Lucky to Jupe's thing because he was trying to get his horses back, but he ended up keeping Lucky there. So Lucky is at this, yeah, at Jupe's claim, and they're about to use Lucky as you know bait for this uh ufo apparently so was just telling everybody at the you know in the audience like you know you're about to witness something that you've never seen before it's going to be ready like in an hour or whatever blah 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 mary joe's there the one that got mauled by gordy when he was young poor lady right <laughs> <laughs> she can't catch <laughs> Thursday to fuck Bruh. me up. This chimp fucked me up, and now I'm getting yeah, what were you talking about? getting fucked up in a different way. <laughs> so she's oh. there. She's waving to everybody. She got her um how she used to look on the show um on her sweater and stuff because you know she's wearing this hat with a veil on it to cover her face. But clearly she got you know she looks a little different because she got chewed up by Gordy when she was younger. Um so. <laughs> Uh, the UFO arrives a little bit earlier because, again, Dupe is feeding the, this horse to the UFO. So they hear this noise. And I'm going to say this. This fucking thing, it makes, oh, first of all, it makes different types of noises. One of them is like this clicking, like a, like something just, uh, just it, it's, it's something uncomfortable that I don't like. And it, you see from its point of view the flag, and you just know that it's coming. Yeah, the flags that's hanging. It's coming. Yes. yes. So I'm just another great shot. Yes, and I'm just like, oh. here we go. So they're trying to get lucky, ready. Everybody's excited. The electric is going again. Everything is like going down, and then it comes, and you just see the gusts of wind, dirt, sin, and Jupe is looking up. And behind him, you see people getting sucked the fuck up and flying around as he's looking up, and you just hear his screams. Then we cut to a shot from maybe inside the saucer where people, a far shot, you just see all these bodies just flying up inside the saucer. <laughs> Everybody's screaming. <laughs> like, this is another moment in the theater you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Because you're being, they're being sucked up, but and it's very different. Because I'm not used to seeing, I'm used to used to seeing people get eaten or bit up mm -hmm. in movies, but not internally what's happening. Like you hear this rubbery sound as they're being sucked inside of yes. it, and they're screaming at it like crazy. And it, I feel like the noises it's making is everybody inside of it that's still alive, mm -hmm. but it's like amplified for some fucking reason mm -hmm. outside, and everybody else can hear yeah. it. But this was a really fucking 
weird moment. Woo, um, I got chills in the scene. The fact that it's, it it got tired of being played with, you can't tame nope. me. You thought you were gonna play in my face. I'm gonna suck all these hoes yep. up. I got every, and it, it's so funny because it got everybody but that fucking horse. It said, "Fuck that horse, bitch. Y'all look more yummier. Let me get everybody." It because Lucky stayed its ass. No, wait, you're right. Because Lucky ended up, he was, it wasn't inside the enclosure anymore. Somehow, it ended up going after the people and missed yeah. Lucky. <laughs> and, That's wild. Exactly. And like you said, that scene when everybody is in that tight space getting sucked up. Imagine being like. It's like I'm claustrophobic as it is, so I'm kind of just like Ooh. anything squeezed, and you're being like pushed. It's literally like ingesting you, like pulling you, like you're in a straw. Imagine yes. being in a straw, being sucked into something's mouth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and um, that scene, yes, and then the screams, and and, see, and then you see this woman looking up, and she see this thing, and she just does this loud like scream, and then that's it. And I'm just like, oh my fucking god! So literally, this UFO uh, just got everybody to fuck together. Everybody to fuck together. Um, and this scene was again another uncomf- uncomfortable one for me because I cannot imagine being in a situation like that. So, first of all, if I see, granted, it came in swooping fast. Mm-hmm. I will say that once they actually saw it, it came in kind of fast. But bitch, y- 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 y'all even try to leave. Try to go nowhere. No. Y'all just stood there. Which it's a spectacle because mm-hmm. what the fuck am I looking at mm-hmm. right now? So I'm in shock. So I get it. And they went there because you know there were kids in that audience. Yes. Too, so I was like, oh, look at y'all. The kids, like they literally got everybody together in there. G jacket <laughs> was not playing. He was just like, y'all all mine, bitch. And um, yeah, it's this is something different and something that again, like I said, made me uncomfortable. And I was like, wow. Now, what are we going to get into after this? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, we are at... OJ goes... He's like, I'm going to go get Lucky, right? So he decides he's going to go over to Juke. He gets there. Normally, it's full of people. There's nobody there. It's poor up. And then he sees Lucky. Lucky's now in that enclosure again. Because, you know, the animals have senses. They're just used to being tore, bit up, stalked <laughs> mm-hmm. by predators. So Lucky knows something ain't right. And then we see, again, this fucking, what we thought was a flying saucer kind of coming, and it is just swoops in, tries <laughs> to get Lucky, but it looks like he popped the shit out of OJ, but he, <laughs> he destroyed the building, and so OJ yeah. was knocked out. He wakes up, he wakes up and he finds Lucky. Luckily, mm-hmm. Lucky was still alive. Again, lucky. And then he's is lucky. heading back home to warn Emerald. <laughs> yes. And that was another good shot because Ugh. those sky shots, man, I don't know. It's just something about them that's just so good. And obviously, when OJ goes there, like, it's vacant, it's empty because of what Gene Jack, well, I'm going to just say fucking Gene Jack and Child. Um, what he does to everybody, um, they're gone. And again, you hear the scream still swooshing around the fucking sky. And then when he swoop, come around and yes. come back down about the, like you said, try to get get lucky. Um, it was a good shot. Again, like, I don't know how Jordan Pill and all of them did it. Like, it was a close-up yeah. of what it was doing because we literally got to see everything it does. How big it is, yeah. how close it gets. And it's just something about the screaming people in there that makes me uncomfortable as well. 
because I think I now know what's happening to them. So just to hear them kind of just scream and suffering as he's just going around, fucking them up and still trying to eat them while still trying to get fucking lucky. Like, this fucking thing is greedy. Like, damn. Like, sit in your little cloud, you know, and eat your food. Sit there and eat your food, like New York said. <laughs> so... <laughs> you up there to ever make New York wait oh okay so this to me what we have this scene coming up is one of the most unsettling mm-hmm. in the whole movie you know OJ's on his way back to the house to warn Emerald and Emerald and Brandon uh, not Brandon Emerald and Angel are still in the house it's nighttime. everything Angel's about to leave and then the, the the power goes out, complete darkness it's raining. in the house. And then they it's raining. They hear well, there's shit dropping on the house, and they hear screams and shit. I don't think they know it screams at first, but eventually they notice mm-hmm. it the screams. And then they're freaked out. They don't know what the fuck is going on, and they figure it's above the house now. And we get a shot of it above the house too, which is really in the darkness, in the storm, in the rain. And then all of a sudden, the screaming stops. Done. No more screaming. Uh, actually, and that's when all the oh, metal man. shit starts mm-hmm. falling to the ground. Falling onto the house. And so we see blood dripping on the windows. And so, in my mind, at that point, I was like, okay, so it may not kill everybody immediately. But all the noises we're hearing is everything still alive. I still don't understand why it sounds so projected. I think it uses but, that to <laughs> maybe gain people's attention so you could look at it. That's the whole point. I mean, we'll figure that out a little later as far as looking at it, but I think it's using those people's screams to and amplifying it so it could grab other people's attention and then it could use that to get those people and eat them up. So this entity is very smart. True, because you're going to exactly. look if you see that. So while watching this, I was thinking about other animals. It may, I was thinking about like alligators and crocodiles, how like how patient they can be watching and waiting for the prey to make the right move for them to snatch them up real quick. I was thinking about like a lioness, uh, uh, eagles, like birds of prey. Like it, it does things that other animals do when they want to mm-hmm. hunt it. Even some camouflage. That's another mm-hmm. thing they can do. I just thought it was like really it smart. I did not appreciate it the first time around, but it actually it is very really smart. smart. It know what it's doing. Again, it uses that cloud to hide camouflage, like you mentioned. And it's, again, it's using its abilities to gather, get people's attentions. So it could eat them the fuck up because they know what it's doing it's like you're going to look you have no choice and when you look you're mine bitch <laughs> so it's calculated it knows what it's doing so and predators do it's like how long has this mm-hmm. bitch been here what where are you from because in my head i'm like are you from here and we just didn't notice you because there have been many instances in uh, well everywhere where there's mm-hmm. been disappearances and uh, unexplained or are you from somewhere else and you've mm-hmm. come here? I, I don't know. And I don't think we got that answer. But I don't think we're ever going to get it. <laughs> some people. Oh, okay, we'll yeah. get into that. But yeah, this bit. scene. Yeah. And then it, and it's worse. Because yeah. OJ gets there. Angel. The music in the car. Yes. The down. sunglasses at night. 
chopped and screwed, bitch. This version of this single is this night champ. Chopped and screwed eight. I want this version. That shit sounds so scary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I already love that song. And it looks like it looks like a it looks like a dusty silent yes. hill. No, wait, I'm lying. Not oh, yeah, yet. that's true. Not yet, it doesn't. Because right now he yeah. pulls up to the house, the car is turned off. He he is about to get out. He gets out, and then the fucking thing is hovering right above him now. And he was like, mm, "Nope." And he closes the door. He doesn't Mike, look what at would it. You he do just looks down. If because you barely can tell what it was, it was lightning outside. So that's how he was able to see above their house. And then you start to see the rain kind of get like it was harder. It started coming down harder, and then it stopped because it's hovering yes. over him. So imagine opening your car door and you look up and you just see that. I would have been sucked up because I'm I mean, he looked looking. too, but it was quick. He was like, nope, and then closed it. He's like, I'm just sitting in here, bitch. He's like, I'm not leaving out this car. Like, I wouldn't, I would be trying to start the car. I don't think I would be like, I would. Sick, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't working. I... And then it dropped something on the fucking car. It's the damn fake horse that apparently it could not digest because it's not real. So, okay, so uh, this, again, the whole scene. So with Emerald. And Angel. Angel is freaking out in this house, first of all, when it was hovering over the house because he's like, what the fuck is happening? They're all, both him and him is just like terrified. They're scared. They don't know what's happening. They're shocked. And then when it gets to OJ, like you said, when that metal horse falls, it falls. I don't, Mike, I don't know if I'm reading too far into this, but it falls literally in the same passenger side uh, where his father pretty much was dying. And then it oh. fell in head first, and the eyes are red, like a diamond, like a red, like ruby or whatever it looks like. And it zoomed up on it, and OJ's father, his eye. Yes, so eye. I said that's pretty much just like done purposely. And then when after that happened, you hear the entity Gene Jacob like doing the clicking noise, like it was laughing. So when you play that scene, go back to it again. I swear to God, it's like soon as that happened. It's like he was la- like it. it was laughing like bitch. You try to trick me with this bit, this motherfucker. I'm gonna drop it right down on your ass, <laughs> and it started cracking the fuck up. Like surprise, bitch. So again, this <laughs> this alien thing, it know what it's doing. It know exactly what it's doing, and it's shady. That's how I looked at it. It's hiding mm-hmm. out, right? So, and at this point, they've been waiting so long. OJ falls asleep. I don't know if I'll be able to fall asleep. Then when he wakes up, I'll I, be too scared. It would be hard, but eventually be too I scared. Because I'm just like, what am I going to do? Just th- I mean, I guess in my head, I could think I could try to run to the house, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to outrun it. So, he wakes up, and now it looks like a dusty, misty, silent hill, but in like mm-hmm. the middle and um, this, and then this, the sunglasses at night mm-hmm. music is playing real nice and shit. And basically, he's trying to get um, and an angel, M and yeah, angel it out of the house into the truck. But he notices the thing is still above. I was like, okay, is it sleep sleeping, or is it doing that thing where it's waiting for the moment for somebody to make a mistake so it, it can swoop in and attack them? So he he 
intentionally he starts to look up and he immediately looks down at the ground because he thinks it's a predator he had that flashback too when that sphere was in lucky's face in the beginning and he was like shit you can't so that's when he looked down he was like okay we're gonna try this out that's something i probably would have never thought of so i probably would have got got (laughs) no but the only like reference to that in my head i would know is like with like dogs and wolves because like they don't look if they don't really look yeah. in alpha because if you're in alpha, like when dogs approach, it, like their head yeah. goes down. It's like they tooting their ass <laughs> up and putting their head to the ground, and it's like uh, submitting in a way because if you look directly at them or you fuck your chest up, basically it's a challenge, and it could also look at it as you are challenging me in a way, I guess. Um, which again is is Jean Jacket really a villain? I don't it's know because it's just it's, it's just just the thing. It's just trying to survive. Exactly. That's how I'm looking at, it. and it kind of goes back to again Gordy. Gordy was a victim, pretty much. I'm not well, I'm not gonna say victim. Well, in the sense of victim, but it wasn't his fault. Jean Jacket, he's just a entity that's trying to survive and trying to live. It doesn't know it's doing anything wrong. This is just what it has to do, you know. Um, I mean, is it doing anything wrong? Because we, well, some of us don't think we're doing anything wrong mm-hmm. when we're eating what we're eating. Um, you know, us, some of us meat eaters, we're like, oh, that would be terrible, but I'm still munching on my bacon <laughs> right. and my steak and everything else. And you have the vegetarians who are like, oh, that's awful, but they're eating plants, even though those are still alive or whatever. <laughs> or, and then you have the vegan. So it's just like, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's It's kind of subjective. Like, what is wrong and right when it comes to survival mm-hmm. as far as eating and shit. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, this whole scene was just great. It's one of the ones I think about a lot when watching this movie. Um, it's one of the scary ones. And it's also one of the scenes that people bring up when they're going back and forth if this is a horror movie or just a sci-fi film. Like, some people are like, oh, it's sci-fi. Yes. And I hate when... Alright, I know sci-fi is its own thing, but sci-fi and horror are very much similar there's horrific things happening in sci-fi like for instance aliens i mean not all of it but like alien and aliens and a whole franchise people are like, oh that's not a yes. horror film those not horror movie especially that first one yes the fuck it that is. is crazy that movie is a fucking <laughs> is horror so film yes it's an outer space in this sci-fi but people is getting eaten the fuck up people are dying like so, like okay, let's think of a sci-fi movie that we would say is probably not actually sci-fi horror. Like in my mind, when I think of sci-fi, I'm thinking, okay, um, fucking, I don't know, Star Trek or some shit. Yeah. Like I would not put that. In, to me, that's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, sci-fi adventure, maybe. I would not say that's sci-fi horror. Star Wars, but I would. Yes, I would also put yeah. that in the same case. To me, sci-fi is almost. Not fantasy, but it's like otherworldly yeah. shit, but it's not, it doesn't have horror elements necessarily. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are some people who could argue there are some horror elements in other movies. Yeah. But Alien, Aliens, I, they have so many horror elements in that shit. 100%. I don't really understand that argument. Yeah. Um, and this one truly this does no too. different to me. Exactly. People's getting eaten the fuck up. No different. <laughs> People's just getting digested while they're alive still. So, um, yeah. And then we got the blood coming down in the house and just people being scared for their lives. And it's just so much more that goes into this. So yeah, um, they get away. So this is where I think I skipped the part, but so they obviously get away 
in the car and they're staying at uh what's the name's house? Angel's house. Angel. Um, and they're not this is my remember in the beginning of this where I said the you good conversation where they're not asking like when you say you're good and stuff like that, you're not actually ex, ex, um explaining how you feel, talking about how you feel. They're not talking about anything that just happened to them. You can tell OJ wanted to talk about what happened, but Angel and M is just like, I don't want to hear it. So when they're at the diner... They're using virtual reality goggles and shit, and then they're at the, go- the, the diner. diner. Yeah. And M, and then when OJ brought it up, M was just like, you said the fuck we want to talk about this shit. We don't want to talk about that. Why don't we want to talk about it? Why don't you want to talk about what just happened? <laughs> like, I know it was terrifying and scary, but we have to talk about this. So OJ was just like, fuck it. Like, we have to talk about this. Um, you, the creature only, you know, um, it'll probably swallow you up when you look at it and stuff like that. So we have to form this plan. Um, so first, and was just like, eh, I'm not, I'm not here for it. But then Antlers end up contacting him to tell her that he changed his mind. Uh, they meet and figure out what the creature, they meet and figure out what the creature doesn't like. How do I sound now? They meet and figure out what the creature doesn't like. Uh, the metal horse with flags. OJ realized that, okay, so when you eat something and you throw up, you vomit, whatever, you're not going to go back to eat that again. When you look at that, you're going to try your best to avoid that. And OJ is smart because he's just like the uh, the metal horse with the flags. If that thing sees the flags again, he's probably not going to want to try to, he's not going to want to touch that again. Uh, which is interesting because you're just thinking how a person would maybe react or maybe a dog or just a regular animal. How you know if he's still going to react that same way? You're just taking a chance, you know? Because he might still look right. at him like, I'm still going to eat this motherfucker. Like, who cares? I'm hungry. So, um, and then they also discussed the reason why it settled down there. It was because of Mr. Jupe. Uh, OJ says that yeah. uh, Jupe got caught up trying to tame a wild predator you got to enter an agreement with one. So it's just like, how the fuck you do that? Even Angel said it. Angel's like, how the fuck you <laughs> enter an agreement with a predator that's eating people to fuck up? Like, how? <laughs> so OJ decides to call the creature Jean, Jean Jacket. That's also the name of the horse they used to have that was Emeralds, which was clever. So what do you think about this, Mike? Uh, like... Enter an agreement with a a, a, a wild predator because how do you do that? How do you you don't sit there that's and have a discussion? Really my that's not my forte, and I don't do wild animals, mm-hmm. barely animals as it is, unless it's a dog, a kitten, something like that. But I mean, I would assume. I mean, there are people who can do that, but from what I've seen, it's like they've like either raised them since they were young. They have a, built a trust and a, a bond, and I don't think Jupe has done that. I think he's just been baiting it, yeah. bring it there for exploitation. Not necessarily, I'm here to take care of you and feed you. I like Betty White in um, the alligator movie. <laughs> I like her feeding them. But I don't know, because Jupe, again, that's why I also say he was salty, because again, he was trying to, he was using an, an entity or uh, this predator that he know nothing about as amusement for every, just as a spectacle for everybody to look. And it came back and bit him in the ass. Like that was his fault. Cause it's also unpredictable because you 
sitting there like, oh, at this same time, I'm going to feed it this horse. They always come around 6.30 at this time. We're going to feed it the horse. That's all it's going to eat. But Jean Jacket decides to change his approach and change his mind and say, fuck the horse. I see a full course meal right here. I'm going to devour all you bitches and you motherfucker. So, and that's what he did. You can't always, you never know what's going to happen with something you like you don't know too much about, especially like something like this. You don't know nothing about it. And I mean, granted, he's been dealing with it for what, like six months, you say? But again, right. it's unpredictable. So this is with the one time he got fucked up. So, ugh. But he didn't. He didn't seem to fear it at all. At either, he didn't seem to respect it or fear it. He was just using it to capitalize off of it, and make some money. Yep, yep. That was it. And I also like. I didn't notice throughout the movie you would hear like little news reports, like in the very beginning. Oh, there were some hikers or hitchhikers who disappeared weeks ago, and uh, and then on news station the jupe situation happened. They were talking about all these people disappeared uh, at uh, jupe. Whatever the fuck it is. Jupiter's claim. Uh, <laughs> they're gone. And that's what prompted um, Antlers to be like, okay, look, maybe I'll go ahead and mm-hmm. the shot that Emerald was talking about. I'll come here and help The them impossible catch, shot. Uh, visuals. Get some visuals of the screeching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Antlers is finally on, you know, he's finally with the plan. He said, yeah, let's go ahead. We're going to destroy this thing. We want to get this impossible shot. Uh, with the help of antlers, uh, but they must do it quickly um, because if this gets out, everybody's going to want to profit off you know the spectacle. So they want to hurry up and do it before everybody else jumps on shit, which is true. Like hence why we get the TMZ guy coming up very soon. Um, <laughs> so this part, that part, had me cranking up. So they decide to say, you know what, we're going to get this on film. And do, uh, not dupe. Uh, Antlers is like, you know what? I'm gonna bring my camera or whatever. And this part of me cracking up because Kiki, well, I'm so like, didn't I tell you this motherfucker was gonna bring a non-electrical camera? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very old school. It's right. very like turning the dial or the knob to make it. I was like, ooh, this is. I would like that, even though I wouldn't use it. I would just like to have right. That. A non-electrical camera in this IMAX. So I was like, oh, they do IMAX one, IMAX ones like that? That's interesting. So they go ahead and get car batteries from the dead folks that got eaten up at Jupe's claim. <laughs> um, they get sky dancers, those little things that be at the car dealership wobbling around, flying in the sky, you know, wiggling in the wind. Um praise dance. Yes. Um, and Antler brings his uh non-electrical IMAX camera. Um, so when Jean Jacket comes, obviously we all know when he comes, the electricity goes out. We have nothing. But the non-electrical camera can still keep going and he can get that shot. Pretty much analog situation. Um, so then Antlers is sitting at this damn table talking about Mr. Purple People Eater. And I was like, what the fuck? And this is an actual song. I didn't... Yeah, my mother brings it really? up. I thought it was about a dick. Because there was one eye, one horn, purple people. It's what because it's the one eye part. One eye. Hold on, let's Google this. Hold on. One eye, Mister Purple People. One eye, one. One eye, one horn, flying purple people eater, or something like that. One eye. Why are you connecting it to a dick? A dick hole. Oh, Mike, your brain. (laughs) I would not think of that. I don't. I don't. To me, it's like Puff the Magic Dragon. It has a hidden meaning. So I was just... It was a one... Uh, it Wait. It was... 
Do it. Do it. It was it was a one eye, one horn. Don't make me laugh. One horned horned bitch. <laughs> one it eye. was a one-eyed, one-horned flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one horned flying purple people eater. <laughs> and it just keep a, a one-eyed, one-horned flying purple people eater sure looks strange to me. Maybe. One eye. Mm-hmm. It's the purple people eater. Don't eat me. Okay, so maybe. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so maybe mine don't make sense. Whatever. But it's a, yes, it's a song. Yeah, I'm sure there's multiple meanings for that, but we gotta play that clip. How he was saying it on here. Please add that in. Thank you. It will make me very happy. He was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Um, so as they set up, a Team Z guy shows up to capture footage for himself. Um, he sees Emerald, and Emerald like, oh, hell no, Team Z person's here or whatever. He's trying to get her on camera, asking her like, oh, so do you know what happened to those people at Juke's claim? And um, she's like, guys, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. Like, Team Z, sure. She runs off. He goes off flying, not flying, but like riding towards G- where Jean Jack is at, but obviously he doesn't know that because Jean Jack is hidden in the cloud, but then apparently Jean Jack is moving, but the opposite direction. So as he's going towards Jean Jack, Jean Jack is coming the other way, the electricity start going out, and obviously the motorcycle is powered by electric power. So then the motorcycle stops, and you just hear Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, OJ's a good one. That Because I'm not helping you. The way he flew off that motorcycle, and it was like, what? I died. And it was, and, and, it and was then you like, hear bro. him screaming from the distance. Yeah. <laughs> so OJ decides to go help him. Um, and then Jean Jacket starts, you see Jean Jacket behind OJ, like, spot to come down. And OJ was like, buddy, I'm so sorry. He gets unlucky and just go off. And then as he's going, Jean Jacket comes swooping down and suck up. Sucks him up. Yes. My question is, if OJ didn't move and he didn't look at it, I'm assuming it still would have been able to suck him up. Yeah, because he's within that area, so it still would have got him, unfortunately. Um, So so at this moment here, um, OJ uh, is going to be baiting Jean Jacket. But before that, Jean Jacket is hovering over fucking uh, OJ while he's on his horse. And this is what I mean where fucking Jean Jacket know what the fuck he's doing. He's slowly moving across, like over fucking <laughs> OJ. While you hear this reporter, yes. TMZ reporter, screaming inside because he's trying to use that to get him to look so he can suck come up. It, it's, like, it's slowly trying to work its way around because he keeps turning his head away from it, trying not yeah. to look. And it's moving in a way to try to get in front of him so he can see. Mm-hmm. It is it's like crazy. I don't know. I, I would be so shook. Hey, like so shook. How, what would you do? Like I would not be able. I would be shaken. OJ again, man. Uh, kudos to him because child, I would not be able to handle that. I would be freaking the fuck out. I would be freaking out. <laughs> and then the reporter is finally uh, digested because you just hear just like this, and then uh, OJ. Uh, and Lucky 
the horse uh, race they race across the ranch. Um, OJ puts his hood on. He got these like circle, like these little bike reflector things on his uh, hood. And I guess that's kind of, you know, he's using it as like eyes. So that mean that Jean Jack is like, oh, looking at it, like, oh, some, something's looking at me. So Jean Jack is going across the sky and then all of a sudden Jean Jack is chasing him, but then he swoops down. And this is the iconic shot where you got him you got a uh, lucky and old Otis OJ on a horse and G jacket comes from the sky and swoops down with all the dust and that big ass. Like yes. it's so good. I'm just like, I don't know. I just love it so much. And also the music in the scene, it turns from like something horrific when he's eating the fucking TMZ reporter to like a Western because the music in here just sounds like a yeehaw giddy up moment, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. It's so good. While something scary still happening. Um, I love it. Um, this is when OJ, obviously, he's still on a horse and he's going and he uses the flags out um, that was on the metal horse before and he takes it out from the back of the horse. Um, he has like a little backpack or something and Jean Jack is still following him and Jean Jack is like, oh, hell no. And he goes to the side because he's trying to avoid the fucking flags <laughs> <laughs> and it makes this noise like it was like a groaning noise like, oh, no. <laughs> That's what it was giving me. Um, and then it just flies off into the fucking sky because obviously it don't want to digest something like it did before with the face because that's what got it sick the first time. So OJ's smart. He's he's using his brain. He's thinking like, all right, what would deter this creature? Is this If it's like an, an, a, a, a regular animal, how would it act if it got sick? I'm going to use this because if it looks at it again, it might not want it. And it works. Also, not looking at it in the eyes. That's another thing that works. So he's been, a, you could just tell that OJ spends a lot of time with animals and he kind of knows. So they're so lucky to have somebody like him because I don't think anybody will be able to figure that out. I know uh, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> I would not. Um, Maybe for a regular animal, I'd have a better shot at thinking that. But that, uh, a flying hat, basically, that sucks people up. Right. Who said? I think it was um, Jazz and Cat. They says a, a bonnet, a flying bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I see, and every time I see that, I'm like it is a bonnet. Who's just going? <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Antlers, the cameraman. He he decides to take the camera. He goes on top of a hill because he's trying to get this shot. He don't give a damn what's about to happen to him. He's like the best shot, which in reality, it probably the shot of someone being taken into it. Of course, you would not survive more than likely. But he's taking the shot of it as he's getting sucked up into the creature. Of course, the camera falls down. So he sacrificed himself in order to get the amazing shot that they needed. He's Angels. He is, but like I guess he was like doing. Just, I guess he wanted to see something that he gives me. Like I'm bored with everything I've done, and I've done mm-hmm. it all. And this is like the one last thing I need to see before I die. Yeah. Also for a good cause. Angel sitting there yeah. watching, not taking his eyes off the thing. I was like, "Oh, you dead, honey?" Yeah, I'm like, "No, um, don't get him." <laughs> He got wrapped up in some tarp and like barbed wire, and that's the only thing that saved his ass from getting so sucked up into that. He's so fucking lucky. And I remember watching this in the theater, and I'm just like, oh, Angel's done. He's done. But then he was hanging on to that. First of all, you're crazy for hanging on to that barbed wire because my hands would have been all different types of fucked up, getting stabbed the hell up. But I guess if you're trying to 
uh, you know, you that's a life and death situation, and you know you're about to get eaten the fuck up. I will hang on to that bar wire too, bitch. It's kind of like Night yes, of the Demons. We learned this. Night yes, of, yes, Roger, Roger, exactly. I guess I would do it because I'm about to die. I'd rather get my hands fucked up. That shit will heal, you know. But me getting eaten, eaten by these fucking demons will not. <laughs> so, so yeah, Angel got lucky with the barbed wire situation. Okay, now what I forgot this part. So, what point does it turn into some bra and panties? Because they're like luring it around. Like, there's a point where OJ distracts Jean Jacket, like you yeah. said, and Amber's riding her bike, uh, anime style. So, yeah, so this is the part where, because after the barbed wire, when he was trying to suck up Angel, and Angel falls back down, the barbed wire got in, caught inside of Jean Jacket. And I think that's what kind of fucked him up. Um, cause when I first watched, that's what I thought it did. I thought it just ruined him. Like that's why he it turned out to be that way. But that actually just revealed his true form. So after it sucked up that barbed wire, Jean Jacket literally changed form oh. into some type of um. I know this is a a feature on the Blu-ray as well, where they did research for jellyfish, and if you look how jellyfish move. That's how Jean Jacket was moving in this new form. So when it was like going into the sky and like moving around, that's how a jellyfish would move. So they actually did some research for jellyfish. Um, and then also it was a lot of theories going on with this too, with this form. Like some people would say like, this is the actual form of what an angel looks like. Um, right. Um, some people say it was a, 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 a demon. It was a, just a lot of, a, a lot of theories there. It was beautiful. Um, and again, another spectacle because it's no longer a fucking bonnet. It's now bra and panties, like you said. It's something big and wide. <laughs> and it's literally just I, it's huge. But it's something that you can't take your eyes off of because it's look like look at it. Like you can't help I wasn't it. a fan of the look of this mm-hmm. portion of it, but it's unique. It they is. get a lot they get a lot of points for giving us something unique. And I'm actually really glad. They went this route versus like a typical alien movie, which is yeah. what I was expecting. Yeah. Now they went the unique route. Yeah. The Spielberg route. Yes. It, that's what it felt like. This whole movie felt like a, a Spielberg movie. Um, the adventure, the horror, uh, the the likable characters, everything about it. Um, at first, I wasn't a fan of how Jean Jacket looked too in this form. Comes just like, huh? But like you said, I'm happy that they did go this route rather than just giving us the typical alien. Like, this is a creature. We don't know what it is. We don't know where it came from. This is its true form. And then the eyes or the mouth or whatever the hell it is, OJ distracts Jean Jacket, because this is pretty much the climax now. OJ uh, distracts Jean Jacket and rides to Jupe's claim on a motorcycle. But before then, when it's revealed and it's moving slowly towards uh, OJ, the middle of it, it's like this fluttering, flickering. I guess that's the mouth that it was doing. It was just like the mouthpiece. Yes, it just kept moving. But, but again, it's something to look at. Like it's showing you, like, bitch, look at me. Like I'm this big now. Something you've never seen before. Now this middle part is just like it's saying, like, <laughs> come on, and OJ. He's looking at it, and it got it got to a point where he's he's looking. This is where he's looking at Emma's on a motorcycle, and she's like, "Come on, like fuck this shit, like let's go." Like 
And he's looking and he doing the whole thing, the eye thing with her. Like, that's their thing. Like, you know, I got you. Yeah. And then after he does that and she's like pretty much crying on the motorcycle and said, he does this thing like, all right, let's go. Come on. And he's like looking at it. And then we don't know what happened. And then it reverses back to M. So we think that OJ's probably, you know, he got got. You don't know. And then it's looking at M and M is just like, let me get on this motorcycle. So she's on a motorcycle. She's going. Um, she does the whole Akira thing with the motorcycle when she gets to Jupe's claim. Um, she's riding shit out of that motorcycle when this thing is chasing her, by the way. Yes. Um, and she's smart. She's another smart one because she said, all right, bitch, <laughs> don't fuck with us. So she gets off the motorcycle. She's in Jupe's claim. Um, in the beginning, she did stop at this little well where it's like an analog uh, camera where you put coins in it and you can take photos and stuff. And that's kind of foreshadowing because she uses it again later on. Well, about on this part here. But she uses this uh, mascot inflatable balloon of Jupe. And she's like taking it off the wires because she said, you know what, bitch, you want to eat this shit. You want to eat this motherfucker and we're going to get you the fuck out of here. So then she takes it off and it's flying up in the sky because, of course, if you look at Jean Jacket, regardless of what it is, um, it's going to eat you. This also goes back to when it was trying to eat Angel again because Angel, when he was trying to take himself off the barbed wire, one of those sky dancers was laying down and... Jean Jacket thought it was something looking at it. So that's why it was about to suck up Angel because Angel wasn't looking at it, but the Sky Dancer was. So Angel was like, oh shit, let me stop. Like, And it was too late. So with this balloon that M is using, it has the one eye that's winking. So Jean Jacket's obviously going to think that it's something, you know, it's looking at it. So it's going up into the sky. She rushes over to the well. She's pitting coins that's all over the dirt and the grounds, trying to put it in. She's taking these shots like, bitch, come the fuck on, eat this shit. We, we, we need the shot. And we see the balloon in the sky. And then we see Jean Jacket. And Jean Jacket is like doing a little mouth thing, fluttering thing. And then it just swoops and takes the fucking balloon. And M got that shot. She finally got it, took it. Um, and Jean Jacket swallows up the balloon. It goes back into salsa form, but then it blows the fuck up. And I'm assuming that Jean yes. Jacket is gone, dead, and <laughs> blown up. I would think so. Yes. <laughs> so I'm assuming whatever is inside that, you know, that I guess it was the helium or whatever that was inside that balloon got Jean Jacket the fuck out of here. It was too big. I don't know. Uh, but it's dead. And so then, you know, M is excited. She's happy. She's like, don't fuck with Haywood. Don't fuck with us. And then in the distance, uh, we see OJ on top of Lucky. He survived. And at first I'm thinking like yes. maybe this was in her head. Like she, he's dead, but this was kind of like a, you know, uh, a thing, you know, in her head, but um, come to find out it's really him. He survived and they got their impossible shot. The, 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 the photo comes out the little slot and you actually see jean jacket flying across the sky. Um, and then we got the ending of the movie. Yay. <laughs> so that was no, that was no, uh, it was a lot to talk about. I'm sure there's lots more to talk about, but we did the best we can. Um, so what are your final thoughts on this movie, Mike? I um had a completely different experience rewatching this at home versus the first time in a the theater. I'm glad I did rewatch it because in the theater, I think what I need to stop doing is going in trying to solve every fucking thing and just go in for the experience. And I think 
uh, it's, it's again like a Spielberg movie. You're not going to like a big blockbuster Spielberg movie trying to solve shit. You need to just go along for the ride. And I think this is one of those movies. And when you allow yourself to do that, you can enjoy it more than thinking, "Oh, it's Jordan Peele. I need to think of the twist. I need to think about what's going on," because that that distracts you from just the enjoyment uh, of it. So I really enjoyed this. Um, I see on the note you put this comparing it to Get Out and Us. I. Ooh. It's crazy. I think the ranking for me is us, nope, and get out rewatching this. It's wild because it was definitely last place before. Okay. So I will say for me, um, I think you already know that I, I love this movie. Uh, I talked about it in the last two movies that we did. Um, it, like you said, I, we did go into this movie thinking what, like, what it's going to be and stuff, and I think that kind of ruined the experience for a lot of us. But um, I still enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, it is a movie that you must watch in theaters because it is a huge film. You know, it's a big one. Um, and then again, after a couple of rewatches, I I love this film very much. It's my favorite out of the three. I will say that, um, even though I love us and I have a good time, I think I enjoy the relationships with the characters here more. I think the characters are more likable. I appreciate um, what Jordan Peele was trying to give us in, uh, I guess, a creature feature, um, because this right. is not like a like you would say sci-fi, but. Would it be if we don't know if this thing is from outer space or not? Like you was mentioned, like where's the fuck is from? You know, it can be something that was That's made true. here, but um, it's something different that we've never seen before. You know, it looks like it could be from outer space, uh, like a, a typical alien situation, but it's not. You know, and we never got anything like this before, uh, especially with the you know the subversions, the the story with uh, Gordy. Uh, and how people were confused with that. And, and I remember when this movie first came out, they was like, I, I like this story with Gordy more than the rest of this film. And I'm just like, well, that was like five minutes, probably not even that. And there's a reason why they put that in the film because of Jupe and pretty much all of this was because of his fault due to his past, his trauma, which was that mm-hmm. moment there. Um but again, I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed Daniel Kaluuya. I enjoyed uh, Brandon Perea. I enjoyed Kiki Palmer. I enjoyed Michael Wincott. I just enjoyed everybody in here. Um, and it's a fun movie. And I find my, I think I'm probably, I do watch this a little bit. I think I'm going to watch this a little bit more than others just because I have fun watching it. Again, it gets that Spielberg vibe. Um, it kind of takes me back to childhood a little bit with some of the scenes in here. Um, and again, it's different. I love Us. I love Get Out. And even Get Out was that blueprint. Uh, but for mm-hmm. me, it's going to be uh, Nope, uh, Us, and then Get Out as well. So I'm just going to flip them. So Nope is going to be my number one because oh, I truly do love this movie. It's a good one. Nope, Not a Planet Earth. That's what, it's, that's what it stands for. Not a Planet Earth. Um, Thank you, because I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about it, too. And I, look, I was looking at it. I was like, oh, Not a Planet Earth. That's what it means. Um, but my last question is what you like to see more of this story? Because obviously there's a lot of answers that could, you know, I mean, a lot of questions no. that could be answered. Oh, I'm surprised mm-hmm. coming from you. I normally, yes, but this is a creature feature to me. And I don't think learning anything is it going to really do much more for the movie. Like it mm-hmm. might be nice if Jordan Peele in 30 years is like, well, this is what I was thinking about it, but I don't need to see another movie. But like for what? I don't yeah. need to know a backstory about it. 
Um, it's not gonna for me help the movie in much. So I say leave it as it is. Yeah. And I, I hope Jordan Peele does not go into the room, the realm of like I need sequels and prequels. For all yeah, I hope I not either. I like him doing yeah. ones and done. Same. I wouldn't mind like little small things. We we said that with us last week with Tyrone and Jalisa, where um, we were saying like the um, kind of us wanting to know a little bit more about like the underground shit. If we got like a short. Or like a deleted scene or just something small. We don't need a whole feature. I think for Nope, I would like to see rather what happened before, but what happened after. Like, when they found Jean Jacket, like, remains, what did they do with that? Um, did the, he was get successful after that photo? Or did somebody pro- somebody else profited off of that photo and they got left? Like, I wouldn't want to know something small. Like, I'm, I'm curious to know what happened after this moment. And that can be like a cool 30 minute short and i'm good with that we don't need another part two or something um but i'll be okay if we don't get that because i think this movie is perfect the way it is i enjoyed it uh and again shout out to everybody and this team and jordan pill because he he put his his whole ass into this he did a great job doing something (laughs) like this and then the actors to reacting to something that's not there actually they were reacting to helicopters (laughs) so the helicopter was literally fucking jean jacket and they were reacting to that from for the most part so um rankin so mike obviously you know the rankin she's iconic she did the thing she's cute so what now or oh girl which one are you choosing my friend For me, it is close to greatness. So I'm going to go with She Did the Thing. Mm-hmm. So that's four out of five. Um, highly entertaining. Uh, rewatchability factor to me is kind of high. So, yeah. Um, maybe a little more violence for me, and I would it would be a five. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a four out of five for me. She Did the Thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I could use a little bit more violence too, but I mean, I think eating up all those people and regurgitating everything else probably was enough and giving us a whole bl- blood-soaked house. <laughs> Just hey, blood-soaked house that's, yes. you know, that it's so funny because I found, um, I think I retweeted it on Twitter. Um, I retweeted it on Twitter that this, this whole AI thing, like an anime version of Nope, um, like some photos and stuff, and they got a picture of. I don't know if you can see it. You see it? Yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah, I, I got that as my wallpaper because it's so dope. Um, and then they got one of Gordy and uh, M and stuff. But for me, I'm I'm back and forth between she did the thing and she's iconic. But you know what? I'm going to give it. She's iconic. Nobody's uh, okay. did it like this. Uh, Again, it's so funny. Coming out the theaters, I probably wouldn't have said that. Coming out the theaters, I probably would have said, she's cute. I yeah. probably would have said she's cute. But after rewatching and understanding and just seeing how Jordan Peele and team put their whole ass into this and just killed it, and how fun, is it, how fun it is. And it's different. It's fresh. Uh, she's going to be iconic. I love it. And I'm a, a, I'm a nope stand account over here. So here we go. <laughs> All right. Yes. And that was nope. <laughs> Mike is ready to go. <laughs> My back is killing me, bitch. <laughs> I've been sitting down working all day and I just it's been like 30 minutes. My back has been like, oh, you need to lay down. 
<laughs> amazing watch. It was. Uh, we want to thank you all for tuning in to People Under the Scares, uh, your go-to podcast for all things horror. Stay connected with us on social media to continue the conversation. We love hearing from you all. If you're craving more bone-chilling content, be sure to be sure to subscribe to our podcast and never miss an episode. Stay spooky, but remember, there's always something lurking in the sky. Mm. This has been People Under the Scares (laughs) signing off. Bye. Bye.